You're listening to The Interview. In-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Ben Bland. Brought to you by The Retail Exchange. In association with Visual Thinking. Inspiring retail performance. Hello, and welcome to The Interview from The Retail Exchange podcast. I'm Ben Bland. The practices of the fast fashion industry are coming under increased scrutiny right now. Pressure is growing for brands to operate in ways that are more ethical and also reduce their impact on the environment. One brand that's intent on proving there is a better way is the Dutch clothing label Unrobe. It's a new sustainable fashion brand, and its mission is to dress people by undressing the fashion industry, liberating it from its bad habits. We caught up with its founder, Dan Ubax, for an exclusive interview to find out why there's never been a more important time for change. I mentioned there about Unrobe's mission to liberate the fashion industry from its bad habits. Dan, what do you think those bad habits are? Those bad habits, uh, well, there are a couple. Uh, for example, uh, the waste problem, uh, the ever-growing waste uh, belt due to mass production. Um, fast fashion uh, companies have like enormous unsold stocks. Um, that's one of the problems. Uh, we have pollution, which is another problem. Uh, bad working circumstances, which is a problem. Um, the system of sale nowadays, uh, and 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 yeah, the amount of collections. And how then do you do things? differently because what you've described is pretty much the structure the embedded formula of the way the fashion industry in particular seems to always work yeah um well um, maybe i should start to say uh, i'm i'm in I'm, I'm in fashion for 10 years now um i started for a medium high fashion brand in amsterdam uh, as a buyer, uh, and in the, eventually I became a buying director, uh, which made me travel to uh, the Far East every month. Uh, I had to run a buying office in China. So every month I was more or less a week in, uh, in Asia. Uh, I used to produce also in India and Indonesia. Uh, that job I did for seven years. Uh, so over there I've seen a lot of good things, but also a couple of bad things. Um, after those seven years, I resigned and got a job offered in Jakarta, Indonesia um, for a production company, uh, agency actually. Um, I was running a business unit, uh, 25 people in my team, and I was responsible for the turnover, the execution of sampling, production um, for brands as Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein Jeans, Guess, Hugo Boss. Um, and over there, my interest for uh, uh, sustainability grew because we, we had some uh, sustainable factories and laundries, a laundry which was fully circular, for example. Um, and there I saw, okay, production can be sustainable and uh, the workers can be treated well, uh, so ethical. Um, so over there, the idea started to grow. Okay, why not start a brand which is sustainable and ethical and uh, is completely transparent about everything they do? Um, 
next to that, brands were squeezing me all the time. Uh, I quoted prices for them, and obviously, there's always a supplier who could do, who could do it a lot cheaper than you. Um, so I was forced to to um, yeah to accept their target prices, and I squeezed at my turn uh, my suppliers, and the smallest and the poorest in the chain was losing money on those orders. And then I thought, okay, that $10 shirt, which I quoted on the buying price, eventually in the, sh in the, sh uh, in the shops is $80. Um, there's a lot of margin going to the shopkeeper, to the agents, to the importers. So I thought, okay, this sustainable and ethical clothing brand should be direct to consumer. So Unrope is a direct to consumer brand, uh, which means we are uh, cutting out the middleman. Uh, so we can invest extra in, this, in the fabrics and in the production. Um, and on the other hand, sell it at fair prices, as we are 50% cheaper than traditional brands. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, uh, I, mean, I gather that your operating model is pre-order only. Yeah. So you will only produce the items once you have actually sold them. Well, we do have actually two ways of selling garments. Uh, one way is the sustainable collection. That's just a basic collection uh, with logo carriers, very nice crewneck sweaters, T-shirts, hooded sweats. Um, that's a sustainable collection. We are going to um, give a five-year warranty uh, or guarantee uh, on the workmanship. So if you have a problem on workmanship, which I consider not... <laughs> which will not happen because we have great products, obviously. But if it may happen, uh, we give a free repair service to give the items a longer lasting life. And the other thing what we do um, is we make, as you said, pre-order. Actually, I call it limited order. Um, so last December, we started with this uh, uh, concept of making a collection, sell it upfront, so customers could uh, uh, pre-order the garment. And then after we received all the quantities, I own, uh, at that time, I gave the order at the supplier and they started to produce. Um, after that pre-order sale, actually, the garments were not available for normal sale. So in this way, we produce zero waste. We produce exactly the quantity what we've sold. Um, and this was a very interesting concept, which was also uh, uh, featured in a lot of media, uh, nation, uh, nationwide even, um, because this really does something about the waste problem, as I said, one of the bad habits, um, and yeah, create awareness about it also. So those are the two things I sell garments with, one on the limited order side and one a sustainable base collection. What I'm just wondering is, you know, you say that you don't necessarily go for the the very cheapest supplier. You're driven by no. the the ones who match your aims of, of doing things in an ethical and an environmentally friendly way. But if that yeah, exactly. if that ends up costing you more, how then can it be a viable profit making business if you're not selling your products for very much more, say, than than your yeah. competitors? Yeah. Well, that's a question. Uh... I receive a lot. Um, yeah, it's actually very easy. So I produce in Portugal and Italy. Actually, yeah, why I'm this uh, doing this podcast uh, on phone by phone is because I'm in Italy right now. 
So we produce in Italy and, and Portugal in premium factories, um, well selected. Uh, after 10 years of infection, I've, I've a, 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 yeah, a wide network. Um, and I produce actually next to the medium-high brands like uh, Stussy, uh, uh, Diesel, uh, Replay, uh, uh, brands like that. And what I actually do, I, I just use sustainable uh, fabrics, so organic cotton, certified by GOTS, which is uh, the highest certification. Also, my factories are GOTS certified. Um, so that's, yeah, top-notch. Um, and I also use recycled fabrics. Now, what I do, I have to pay a little bit more for those fabrics. Uh, I have to pay a little bit more for those factories. But um, in the end, because I've cut out all the middlemen, my margin remains the same, or actually turns out even better. I used to work for a wholesale company or fashion brands. They have... Yeah, I think on average they have a margin of uh, 2.0. Uh, in bad times you have a 1.8. When the dollar uh, is bad and in good times you have a 2.2, 2.3. .2 actually, I'm reaching a margin of uh, 3 to 5. Okay. Because, yeah, actually I only, I only have to pay the buying price and all mm. the other uh, margin is mine. Instead of that I have to pay the shopkeeper I have to pay the agent, I have to pay the importer. So, actually, I, I pay a little bit more on the buying side. I sell it for 50% less, but my margin is double, not more than maybe three times the normal margin of a wholesale brand. And when you talk about um, the environmental considerations, I gather that you have a collection... Yeah called Heroes of Waste, inspired by yeah. the refuse collectors, the waste collectors of Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Tell me a little bit about where that idea came from and, and a little bit more about it. Yeah, well, th th that's uh, what I mentioned before. Uh, that's, that's the limited order capsule. Um, as we wanted to create awareness, Unrope is also not only about um, uh, turnover, but also really about creating awareness and to make a change in the fashion industry. So we thought, okay, let's, how, how can we solve the, the, the stock problem? And how can we be an example for other companies to follow? Um, so we thought about, we called it the Heroes of Waste. Uh, the collection was inspired, as you mentioned, by the waste collectors of Amsterdam, the people committed keeping our cities clean every day. Um, and we saw this, uh, like I said before, uh, unlimited order only. So producing zero waste, producing exactly what we've sold, uh, which, which also had a problem because we sent out all the garments and then someone said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a large and I ordered a medium. And then I said, I'm sorry, I cannot return it because I, I don't have any spare uh, items. Uh, so, so that's a bit pro problem of this new model, but uh, just for a few uh, cases. And um, yeah, we, we thought, okay, if we, if we produce zero waste, is that attractive enough for media to get featured, to write about it? So we thought, okay, to make the story round, and I also have an advertising background or family. So we thought, okay, how can we make it an attractive story? Because we are a very small company. We don't have a, we, we have a very limited marketing budget. How can we reach that media 
at, at no cost. So then we uh, we thought, okay, let's inspire it on the waste collectors, which is a nice story uh, to um, honor those people who are not in the attention a lot, but they do a tough job every day and they're busy with waste, the problem we want to solve in the fashion industry. So that's how the campaign um, started. Uh, and, and yeah, it was featured in, 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 in Nation and News. So uh, in the end, it was a successful campaign. And Dan, just tell me about what inspired you to to go into this industry. What what is it about fashion retail that motivates you to go into work each day? Um, well, actually, uh, honestly speaking, I yeah, I, I just end up in fashion. Uh, it was just I, I knew someone who knew someone, and uh, I ended up uh, being a buyer. Um, but I, all, I always was interested in, in, in fashion, in how to wear, uh, what to wear, uh, how to uh, show your your personality by by, by clothes. Uh, I think that's very interesting. And uh, due to my travels to Asia, to the Far East. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of experience. I've seen a lot and I thought, okay, something needed to change. But I also knew, okay, I'm too young to start my own company. I first want to learn. I also want to, to work in a foreign country like Jakarta, Indonesia, to, to work really on the production side instead of being a buyer. I really wanted to know how the factory is working, the setup, the efficiency, the costing, etc. This also gave me an opportunity to look into other brands like Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein Jeans and Hugo Boss, how, how, how their company was set up and what their values were. Um, so that gave me a complete insight in the, in, in the whole industry and the system. And then I thought, okay, yeah, something needs to change. And, uh, and, and like I said uh, at the beginning, I thought, okay, that there's not really a brand which is fully sustainable, not doing the greenwashing like many companies do, but fully sustainable, not making any concessions, doing ethical production, taking care of the workers, uh, uh, safe working uh, uh, environments, uh, being transparent. Like with Unrope, we showed the cost breakdown, we showed the buying price, we showed exactly what it costs for me to to make the fabric, to make the garments, uh, the trimming costs, etc. We show with a QR code inside every item uh, on the care label uh, the people behind the product. So if you scan that QR code, you will be directed to our website. You show the, you see the people behind the product and the company, also the company name, so you can check for yourself. Which means we have nothing to hide, and yeah, that that really uh, motivated me to. To have this insight in the whole system and the chain, and I thought, okay, something needed to change, and uh, and and yeah, that's that's what I'm doing now. Um, honestly, it's it's a tough job because you're fighting against these massive retailers and massive companies with with so many budget, uh, and I'm just a new kid on the block <laughs> with limited budget. So yeah, there, there are a lot of challenges, but I believe in a in a good cause. I'm an idealist, and um, yeah, so that that give, it keeps me motivated. Okay, Dan, thanks very much uh, for talking to us on the Retail Exchange podcast. Dan Ubax there from Unrobed. Thank you, Ben. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange podcast. 
Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter, hashtag retailexchange. This episode is brought to you by retail transformation agency Visual Thinking. Thanks for listening.